my study with my legs propped up, trying to get the swelling to go down. And uh, praise the Lord, it finally did. So I thank the Lord for that. For those of you that don't know that story, we tell you after church. Amen. It's quite funny. But uh, all right, Acts chapter number two, if you found your place. Amen. 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 Acts chapter number two, <clears throat> verse number one through verse number two. The Bible says, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind, and it filled all the house where they were sitting. Now in our last study, we talked about what happened on this day here of Pentecost. And we done that so that we could all understand what fully happened before we came to this great and wonderful day in the Word of God. If you'll look at this tonight, this starts a new era and a new dispensation. That, that means a different time uh, period here in the Word of God. I'm going to say that again, so in case you didn't get it, we'll get it again. But it was on this day of Pentecost tonight when the Holy Ghost of God came down. That's the day that it indwelt the believers there in this upper room. Now it was that this day tonight the church was born and that was the day when it all started. When folks got saved and born again, they had that Holy Spirit that lives within them. So if you're saved and born again tonight, I want you to understand you've got somebody with you with each and every passing day. I'm glad tonight that Jesus Christ lives in me. Aren't you? Hey, I'm glad He lives in the heart tonight of every person that's believed on the Lord Jesus Christ and that has been birthed into the family of God. Hey, if you, you, you folks that just got saved, you'll never be alone again. You'll have somebody with you every step of the way. Does that mean the road's going to be easy? No, but it means that somebody will be with you through every trial, through every situation, uh, through everything, and He's there to help you. God sent us help the day we got saved. He didn't just save you and leave you hanging out there and I'm glad that he didn't. Amen. But I hope that you have been birthed into the family of God tonight. And if you have, and if you're here, I'm glad to call you my brother and my sister in Christ. Amen. Look around tonight. Y'all go ahead and take a second look around. Y'all know tonight that that's the people that you're going to be spending eternity with tonight. Amen. Now we ain't perfect yet. I can preach a long time right there. we got to look over one another's failures, one another's faults. But listen, now we're not perfect. But all one of these days, if you're saved, and the person next to you, if they're saved, we're going to be spending eternity together. What a blessing tonight. Amen. So if you don't know each other yet, you might as well just go ahead and get good and acquainted. Most of you do. But you know, I want to know the people I'm spending eternity with, don't you? But I'm glad if you're saved, I, I not only get to fellowship with you in God's house, I get, I'm going to fellowship with you forever in heaven. Hallelujah for that. I'm also glad that while you and I are down here, the Holy Spirit of God dwells within us that are saved. I'm glad that we're not alone as we travel through this line. Now it's on the day of Pentecost tonight that the Holy Spirit came down. It was on that day that the Holy Spirit began to take up abode in every believer's heart. Alright, now let's get back in our study. See what God has in store tonight. The Bible said in verse number 1, And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. We see in this verse tonight this word Pentecost. Now I preach this fast Sunday morning because I was hurting, so I'm going to go a little slower 
tonight. But as I said Sunday, that word Pentecost means 50th, okay? And this was one of the Jewish feasts, was the feast of Pentecost. It was called Pentecost tonight because it occurred 50 days after the Passover supper. Raise your hand tonight if you're familiar with the Passover supper. Amen. It's okay if you're not. Okay, so the Passover supper, what they had to do is they'd kill a lamb. Now they were getting ready to go into the land, out of the land of Egypt. So what would happen is that the household that didn't have a lamb slain, they, the death angel would come to that house and kill the firstborn. But if, if the lamb had been slain and the blood had been applied to the door panel, then the death angel would pass over that house. Now, to remember that, Israel had a feast of that. That is all a type of the Lord Jesus Christ, of the Lamb slain for us, that the death angel is going to pass over us. Hey, if you're saved tonight, guess what? Your soul will not die. It'll live forever and ever and ever because that blood has been applied. So it's a type. But as a matter of fact, it was this feast of Pentecost tonight. If you study your Bible, you'll see that it had three names, all right? I don't want to confuse you tonight, so you study this out. Now, if you were to read Exodus 23 and 16, the Bible said, In the feast of harvest, the first fruits of thy labors, which thou hast sown in the field, and the feast of ingathering, which is in the end of the year, when thou hast gathered in thy labors out of the field. There in Exodus 23 and 16, this feast of Pentecost is called the feast of the harvest. All right. In Exodus 34 and 22, it's called the Feast of Weeks. Now don't get confused. These are the same feasts. If you mark in your Bible, it would be good. Just write it down. The Bible said in Exodus 34 and 22, And thou shalt observe the Feast of Weeks of the first fruits of wheat harvest and the Feast of Ingathering at the year's end. So it's called the day of first fruits as well in Numbers 28 and verse 26. All that's wrote down there. But the Bible says this in Numbers 28 and 26. Also in the day of first fruits, when you bring a new meat offering unto the Lord, after your weeks be out, you shall have a holy convocation, you shall do no servile work. Alright, so it's in the Old Testament that this feast of Pentecost tonight showed respect for the wheat harvest. Now all these are things that the Jews done in the Old Testament. A lot of them still do in our day and in our time. They celebrate this. Alright, so after the Jews tonight were banished from their country, they had this wheat harvest. Now is this Feast of Pentecost tonight, wheat harvest, first fruits, all that, that became a day where Israel remembered the day that Moses had given them the law. That's why they would have this Feast of Pentecost as far as I can tell from the Word of God and from Bible scholars a whole lot smarter than me. I don't agree with them on everything. I agree with the Bible. Amen. All right, so it's still yet in our day as well that Orthodox Jews tonight still yet keep this Feast of Pentecost. And by their history, it's been said they offer up prayers in their synagogues and they read publicly the Old Testament of the giving of the law of Moses, which is recorded in Exodus. Now, historians also tell us, and like I said earlier, I don't put a lot of confidence in all that, but they say this. Uh, they say that they also will read the first chapter of Ezekiel and the third chapter of Habakkuk and the second chapter of the book of Joel. And this is believed to be a practice and a custom also at the same time tonight when the Holy Spirit was poured out 50 days 
Remember that. Poured out 50 days after the resurrection of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. So the important thing to remember out of all this tonight is that 50 days after Christ rose from the, from the grave, the Holy Ghost of God fell here tonight at Pentecost 50 days. All right, that word Pentecost means 50. All right, and it's just like Philip says when he says the day of Pentecost had come 1,500 times before. Now it had. You think about that. The feast of Pentecost, the Jews, they celebrate that feast. But here in the Word of God tonight, it's not just come, it's fully come. Amen? So the Holy Spirit has come down. And in the days before this, Pentecost had come, Pentecost had gone, it had come, it had gone. But now it had come to stay, never to leave no more. So it's on this day of Pentecost that a new dispensation of time, right here in the book of Acts, a new time period was born. And when it was born tonight, it occurred with signs and with wonders. Alright? And I'll, I'm going to say this tonight probably a lot, but we're not leaning on signs tonight. Okay? Now, signs happen here at Pentecost. The Bible said in Hebrews 2 and verse number 4, I'm not having you flip, uh, but the Bible says, God also bearing them witness both with signs and wonders and with diverse miracles and gifts of the Holy Ghost according to His own will. Now these were outward signs that happened at Pentecost, okay? Just like there were outward signs at the beginning of the law. They had to have circumcision. They had to have these outward signs there when the law was given, alright? And even though that there were outward signs here, now we tonight know the signs are stopped, okay? Those signs are to cease. We are not in Pentecost now. We are in the days after. These signs, these wonders happen at Pentecost and then they cease. Alright? The Holy Ghost came with many outward signs. So I guess we could say that in this dispensation of grace, when this dispensation came in, there were many signs, there were many wonders. The signs have stopped tonight. Just like the signs of the law have stopped tonight. And friend, you and I don't look for signs anymore. Why do we not look for signs? Because all the signs we need are right here in the Word of God. Alright? So if you want to find out what God's will is for your life. You folks just got saved. What, what's God's will for my life? Well, I'm telling you where you'll find God's will at for your life is in the Bible. In the Word of God, there's been missionaries that have found out that God has called them to the field by reading God's Word. Tonight, when God called me to preach, I was in the book of Jonah. I was reading the book of Jonah. God had been dealing with me and dealing with me to preach the Word of God. And I got in the book of Jonah and He got over there to me and God smote my heart. And He said, what if you don't go? And that's all I can think about. I got so mad, I lost sleep, I got hateful, I broke my arm because I was mad at everything in the world. So then I sat on the couch for six weeks and all I could think about was preaching the gospel. Finally, I had to give up. And you know where God showed me His will at? In the Word of God. You want to find God's will for your life? Read your Bible. Amen. He'll never lead you the wrong way. He'll speak to your heart. So before Pentecost was fully come, these 120 Jews were waiting for a sign. Okay? Now God told them to do that. Alright? But a sign has come. That sign tonight is the Holy Ghost of God 
that has been given to you and to me tonight that are saved. And it come, and this sign here was the perfect word of God. God told them to wait for that sign. And we're not to live by signs. Why not? Because we're to live by faith. The Bible says in Hebrews 10 and 38, Now the just shall live by faith. But if any man draw back, my soul shall have no pleasure in him. There are a lot of people in our day, and if you'll notice, they are looking for signs. There's a lady in our family, and she said, I'm just waiting for a sign from God. Well, I'm telling you tonight, the sign is right there in the Word of God. All you've got to do is read it and find out what, what God wants for you. Amen. So when the day of Pentecost was fully come, we know that it came tonight on the 50th day after Jesus Christ had rose from the dead. And as I said earlier, the Feast of Pentecost under the Old Testament was in remembrance of the first fruits. All right? So they were remembering that Feast of First Fruits. Now, I want you to get a hold of something tonight. This blew my mind. I studied this out. Well, this Feast of First Fruits that they would celebrate, we've got a first fruit too. His name's Lord Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. The Bible said this in 1 Corinthians 15, 20 23. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. For since by man came death, by man came also the resurrection of the dead. The Bible said, for as in Adam all die. Now listen, hey, in Adam, if you'd have stayed in Adam, you'd have died. You'd have died lost and you'd have went to hell. But I'm glad that in Christ you can have life. The Bible said, for as in, all, for as, for as in Adam all died, even so in Christ shall all be made alive. Uh, but every man in his own order, Christ, the first fruits, afterward they that are Christ at his coming. What does that mean tonight that Christ is the first fruits? Christ is the first one that ever rose from the dead. That is why he is mine and your first fruits tonight. Okay, the dead in Christ tonight though are going to rise. Christ had to rise first so you and I could rise one day as well. If we go by way of the grave tonight, the grave can't hold us because one day we're going to rise tonight. Hey, you say, preacher, if, if you're saved, you say, preacher, if I die tomorrow, don't worry about that. Your soul's in heaven. Your body's going to rise and somehow you're going to meet each other in the air and your body's going to be changed and have no corruption in that body. What a day that's going to be. But Christ rose from the dead. One of these days, the dead in Christ arise, and it's been all made possible tonight by the first fruit, who's Lord Jesus Christ. And if you were to study out that feast of first fruits, you would see a perfect picture of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus Christ. If you'll take your Bible and study through those, those feasts there and do it slow, you'll see a perfect picture of the Savior in just about every one of those feasts. All right? So the day of Pentecost had fully come. And when it came, all the people in that place were all with one accord. They were all in one place. We see the Bible said they were sitting down. And as you and I are here tonight, that's the way we need to be when we come into God's house. We are all baptized tonight. Now listen, if you're saved, don't you understand something? Your baptism does not save you. Amen. You were baptized the day you got saved. What do you mean, preacher? Well, you're baptized with something the day you got born again. What was it? We were all baptized into the same Spirit. Now, you go down to a Pentecostal church 
And they got some kind of spirit. But I don't think your spirit, your truly saved, is going to bear witness of what they're teaching. Now, I'm not saying they're lost. They just got some funny believisms in their ways. But well, listen tonight, if you got the same spirit, it's going to bear witness tonight. Alright, so listen. Uh, we were all baptized into the same spirit, that's capital S, the Holy Ghost. So we also ought to have the same mind. We ought to be in one accord tonight. And each and every one of our goals for this church ought to be so saved for the glory of God. The main thing the church can do is to, to see souls saved for God's glory. Amen. That's what it ought to be. And to see and to see folks grow closer to God in their walk with the Lord. We're to be like-minded tonight. We're to be in one accord. And I'm preaching tonight to the backbone of the church. And I thank you for being the backbone tonight. Uh, anyway, I want to say thank you for being a backbone. Amen. You've got to have a foundation before you can build. All right. But the Holy Ghost had failed at Pentecost. Now let's read verse number two. The Bible said, and suddenly... Now, I want you to read your Bible carefully tonight and see why it's so important to not misread, not misread God's Word. And suddenly, there came a sound from heaven, a rushing mighty wind. Don't even look at me. Is that the Bible saying? No. The Bible didn't say a rushing mighty wind came. Did it? Read your Bible. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. Alright, let's look at this first and a couple things tonight. We'll go to the house. So as we said a moment ago, the day of Pentecost had fully come. And what came with it tonight, we see in this verse, the Bible says, a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. It was not a wind that came in to this upper room. It was not a wind, okay? It was the sound of the sound as of a rushing mighty wind. So we see that it might have resembled the sound that you and I would hear in a wind. Maybe a, maybe in a hurricane or a tornado or something like that with our finite mind. But listen, at any rate, we see it was the sound uh, as of a rushing mighty wind. And as you and I look at this sound for just a moment, this sound is a symbol for you and me in the Word of God. If you'll notice tonight, one of the things about this sound is that this sound didn't come from earth tonight. Did it? Where'd it come from? Help me out now. Where'd it come from? Heaven. So it didn't come from the earth tonight. It came from heaven. So it was that sound. What was it doing tonight? That sound announced the presence of the Holy Spirit of God in this upper room. So we see that in that room was not only the presence of those 120 uh, Jews tonight, there was that Holy Spirit of God there. So we see that the sound of wind, and it just so happens the sound of wind in the Word of God is a type or a symbol of that one that lives inside of you tonight. Okay, well just like the wind tonight, the Holy Ghost comes from heaven. Does it not? Now, just like the wind does, He fills the world. So the Holy Ghost of God's in the world working in our midst. The wind fills the world, does it not? You can go out there and, and you can feel the wind. Amen. And you can see that. That's exactly how the Holy Ghost of God works. And I'm glad tonight you can feel Him if you're saved. Amen. But listen, so He fills the world just like the wind does as well. So that Holy Spirit, He moves wherever He wants to move. He moves where He wills, just like the wind. 
And friend, another thing I like about wind in a hat is it's just like the Holy Ghost because the wind cannot be contained. You know what that means tonight? That same Holy Ghost of God that meets with us can meet over there with folks like Daniel Lawrence. I don't know how, but it can. I don't know why it won't to. I'm just kidding tonight. Just picking on Brother Daniel. I love him to death. But that Holy Spirit can be there. It can be here. It can be over Brother Greg Thompson's. Over Smithport Baptist Church, and you can't contain it. Now you can quench it. And I think that a lot of us do that. But anyhow, I'm not preaching on that tonight. But another thing I like about that wind, it cannot be contained. Now the Holy Ghost of God, just like the wind, cannot be commanded by anybody. I don't care what the weatherman says tonight. He can say that the wind's blowing this way and all of a sudden it can turn around blow the other way. Amen. The wind can't be contained tonight by any man. And I'm glad to be able to say the Holy Ghost tonight can't be contained. But God sent the Holy Ghost to be a service to you and me. Now that amazes me. See, He was sent to serve you and me tonight as we travel through this life. But even though He's here to be a service to us, now, I want you to understand, he still will not do what you want him to do. Did you catch that? He's going to do what he wants to do. All right? You can't tell the Holy Ghost of God what to do. Now, we can pray and God do some things. But listen, he's all-knowing. He's all-present. And just like God the Father, God the Son, God the Holy Ghost, they're three in one. They're all-knowing. They're all-present tonight. So all that tonight is a symbol of the sound from heaven like this sound of a rushing mighty wind. So not only do we know that the wind is a symbol of the Holy Ghost of God, but the Bible said in John 3 and verse number 8, don't take my word for it, listen to what God said. The Bible says, The wind bloweth where it listeth, and thou hearest the sound thereof, but canst not tell whence it cometh and whither it goeth. So is everyone that is born of the Spirit. Alright, so what happened on this day of Pentecost? This sound appeared as of a rushing mighty wind, and then it left. Now, ain't that amazing? It came and it went. This is important. Never to return again. I'm not talking about the Spirit. I'm talking about the sound. That sound never come again. This sound was something that they must have all heard, and it caught their attention, and the sound filled the house. Boy, I'd like to hear it. Wouldn't you? But I'm glad and I can feel it. As a matter of fact, I guess we do here. Because sometimes that spirit fills somebody up and gets all over them and then spills on somebody else. You know what happens? The Holy Ghost is moving around. I like it. Amen. But anyway, it filled the house. But the Bible don't say anything about it filling up the outside of the building tonight, does it? So we see that it caught the ears of those inside that room. They could hear the sound. Just like the sound he caught their ear. In this church age, in this day of grace, what is it that we need to catch the ears of people in our day? Rock music? No. An NIV? No. No. Come on, you can say no. It's all right. Uh, man's opinion? No. What do we need? Word of God needs to fill folks' ears in our day and in our time. Just like this sound that caught their ear, we've got to catch people's ear in our day. Not by anything fancy. 
Just by the plain old Word of God. This is the time that started another era of faith in your Bible tonight. And we know that. The Bible said in Romans 10 and 17, so then faith comes by hearing, hearing by the Word of God. I'm glad for the day that I heard the preaching of the Gospel of the Lord Jesus Christ. Didn't take music to fill my ear. Didn't take some man's opinion. It took the Word of God to show me that I was lost on my way to hell and that I needed a Savior. A sound. Well, there's plenty of sounds in here to be made out by our lips. And you know what we ought to do? Just let them ring. Just let them ring. Like wildfire. The Bible said in Romans 10 and 13, For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. If you call upon Him, if you believe by faith, don't you let the devil rob you. If you listen to me, I said this Sunday morning, I said it real fast, I'm going to back it up. If you put your faith in Him, then what have you got to lose? If you put your faith in you, you've got something to lose. But if you put it in Him, and what the Bible says, what have you got to lose? You can't lose it because it ain't yours. My faith ain't... Hey, look. There's a lot of folks who say, well, I, I had this experience. There's a lot of folks that say, well, I, I felt hell when I got saved. That's their experience. Well, they put their trust in it. Not their experience, I hope. I hope it's in Him. It's not an experience. It's about you putting faith in Christ, believing by faith. You call upon Him. He'll save you. He'll change your mind about sin and what you were. For in that Word of God began to do a work in your heart by hearing, by hearing. And that Holy Spirit began to show you that you were lost without God and the Spirit of God drew you to an old-fashioned altar. I ain't told many people this. I'll never forget the day Jessica got saved. She about killed her husband and I know she did all And that's a blessing. And the Holy Ghost of God Drew, drew you. God left that spirit here to help you and me. That word of God began to do a work in your heart. Friend, listen, they heard the sound as of a rushing mighty wind. What a blessing tonight. That thing that amazes me the most is that they heard the sound. The Bible never said they failed it. I didn't, I didn't see where they failed it. Just like they didn't feel the sound. You and I ain't saved by our feelings. You ain't, you ain't saved by what you feel. You're saved by what you put your faith in the day you trusted Christ as your Savior. If, you're, if you put your faith in self, it ain't going to do you no good. But if you put it in Him, oh man, He'll, he'll, he'll never fail you. But friend, there was the sound as of a rushing mighty wind. But I'm telling you, I'm looking for another sound tonight, ain't you? I'm telling you, friend, the Bible said in 1 Corinthians 15, 51 through 53, Behold, I shall show you a mystery. We shall not all sleep, but we shall all be changed. In a moment, in the twinkling of an eye at the last trump, for the trumpet shall sound. And the dead shall be raised incorruptible, and we shall be changed. For this corruptible must put on incorruption, and this mortal must Put on immortality. Hey, I'm telling you tonight, if you're saved and born again, if you're washed in the blood of Jesus Christ, there's a sound coming one day. The trumpet's going to sound. Christ coming with a shout. And in the moment, in the twinkling of night, you're going to be with 
excited we are. But I'm looking for a sound tonight. Aren't you? A trumpet sound and a shout. And then, Brother David, you may not fly on a plane, but buddy, we're going to be out of here one of these days. Hallelujah, friend. Ain't you glad? Are you waiting for the sound tonight? Say, preacher, if the sound were to happen tonight, I don't really know for sure that I'd go out. What's your faith in? What's your faith in? Your faith cometh by hearing. Hearing by the Word of God. A lot of people go through Romans uh, 10 and 13. For whosoever shall call upon your name. No. Your feelings. No. Whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. When you call on Him, you put your faith in Him and not yourself. And He'll, uh, and then that Holy Spirit will live in you and you're sealed until the day of redemption because of what He said in His Word. Holy men of God gave us the Word of God as God breathed on them through that Holy Spirit that come to Pentecost. Man, I love the Word of God, don't you? Let's all stand tonight, our heads bowed and our eyes closed. A little bit of a serious closing tonight. We don't have to play any music, but I want to ask you this question. And I want you to think back. I'm not trying to get you lost. If I can get you lost, you might want to check up on what you got. Well, listen here. If that trumpet were to sound tonight, would you be ready to go? Christ is coming back one of these days, and I believe the times are getting mighty close, and you need to make sure that you're ready. That you're ready. Who's your faith in tonight? Well, preacher, I done this. You can't do anything. The work's been done. All you got to do is trust in what He done for you. That is so simple. and We've overcomplicated that. You put your trust in Him. You say, preacher, I put my trust in something else. Why don't you come get saved? It don't matter if you've made a profession tonight. You better get right if you're not sure tonight. Because you can make a profession without possessing, and it's useless. Do you need to be saved? You would. Would you move tonight? Would you move tonight? Maybe you're here and you're saved, and you say, Preacher, I'm looking forward to the trumpet sound. Looking forward to the day where Christ calls me home. Why don't you give God a wave tonight? Say, God, I'm just thankful. I know where I'm going. I'm waiting on the sound. Hey, what a day that's going to be. You and I get to see the Lord Jesus Christ. Maybe you just want to come thank Him tonight for all He's done. God's been good. Amen. We'll dismiss in just a second.
Anybody else need to move? If not, let's pray. Dear Lord, most kind, gracious, loving Heavenly Father, we thank you, God, so much for this privilege, this opportunity, just to be able to bow our heads to you tonight. Father God, we pray for everybody on the altar tonight, Lord, that you'd help uh, give what's needed. And Father God, we just thank you, Lord, so much that one of these days, God, we're going to hear the trumpet sound. God, going to get to live with you in heaven for all eternity. Lord, I love you. God, I thank you. Thank you for your word. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that you sent down to us. It's been here ever since Pentecost. And God, I'm thankful. I'm grateful. Lord, I just love you. Father, I want to thank you. And Father, it's in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.